calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Frau Pow, where your hosts are in rags. We are super proud to announce partnering with the badass Misty Maven from Gotham Roller Derby to promote Stop Stigma. So, Stop Stigma is Misty Maven's effort to spread awareness about suicide and mental other mental health conditions like depression um, in the derby community. The three of us have talked about this, and we think that's a really important issue to bring up, um, especially with our roller derby family. If you would like to see the designs and purchase a shirt, tank top, snapback hat, or maybe something else to support the effort, you can check it out at MissTMaven.com. That's M-I-S-S-T-E-A-M-A-V-E-N.com. And we will also keep a link on our Instagram and Facebook page at Podcast. Thank you for supporting us in this effort, and definitely don't don't be a dick. Today we're going to be interviewing Kirsten Bunch, also known as Crunchy. Kirsten Bunch is the author of the international best-selling book, Next Act, Give Back, Discover Your Personal Path to Go from Being Charitable to Being a Changemaker. It's a mouthful. We're going to say it a few times in the episode. Just bear with us. Crunchy's goal is to help women embrace their inner superhero and use their skills and ideas to create better communities. Uh, In this episode, we're trying to focus on how to actually make a change and how to go beyond saying you want to change and actually doing something. And I think that's kind of important. We talk a lot about what we want to change, but we don't actually do uh, how do we change. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself, like about your background? Sure. So um, I so I spent about 20 years, 20, 25 years in the international, mostly international nonprofit sector. Um, and I worked all over the world. Um, mo- mo- I was mostly based in the U.S. and in, in working, going and working in different countries. So um, I started out in Latin America and then worked in Afghanistan and um, 
worked in North Africa a bit and then, and then West Africa and India and Bangladesh. So my career kind of took me all over the place. Um, and I was doing, you know, what, what's called development work. So international or global development. So a lot of the work that I did was around um, or connected to poverty alleviation. Um, so working with women and and some and men at times uh, to help them develop small businesses, help them grow their businesses so that they could support their families. Uh, so an example that I'd like to use of my work, uh, I'll give you two examples, is, is one, I worked with an organization that had a a program in Mexico that worked with the potters to get lead out of pottery production in Mexico. So that was one project I worked on. And then um, going to another part of the world, I worked in Afghanistan, which I talk a lot in my book. Uh, I talk about a lot in my book um, and worked with women in Afghanistan and, and helped start a design center there for women so that they could produce products, sell products and, and help support their families. So speaking of your book, um, that, which is called Next Act, Give Back, Discover Your Personal Path to Go from Being Charitable to Being a Change Maker, which is a mouthful, but I think it's very important. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're trying to achieve when you wrote that? So... For years, doing the work that I do, uh, a lot of people would come up to me and, and it would, I'd talk about my work, you know, how, you know, the usual conversation. So, so how do you, what do you do? And I would tell them and they would say something like, I love that, you know, someday I want to start this organization or I want to start a company that helps my community. And, and it was always someday. It was, you know, there was always like, I can't do it now because I have kids at home or I don't have enough money or when I retire or whatever, there was always that, that someday qualifier. Um, and so when I had reached a point in my career where I was thinking, you know, what's next for me, what's my, what's my next act. I, I was getting a little bit tired um, and burned out in the work that I was doing um, and was thinking about what, what's my next act. Um, and so I had this idea and I kind of sat on it for a while. I was sort of afraid to start because um, that's what we do. We, we tell ourselves that, that we can't do something or there's a million reasons why or, you know, we just, we just get stuck because of a variety of reasons. And a lot of it often has to do with fear um, or not knowing what to do next. Um, so after, you know, the day after the 2016 presidential election, and I looked around and I talked to a lot of my friends and I looked on Facebook and um, I was seeing people saying, like, what do I do? I want to do something. I don't like the way my, my trans friends, my, my immigrant neighbors, you know, the women in my life are being disrespected. But I, and I want to do something, but I don't know what to do and I don't know how to get started. And at that moment, I was like, well, I do. If you're serious about making change, if you're serious about taking that idea that you have had that's kind of rolling around in your head and making change and doing something with it, I know how to help you get started. I know how to help you move forward. Um, and so that's, you know, that's how I started with my program. And then, you know, to answer your question about the book, um, I wanted to make um, 
you know, I wanted to make my, my ideas and my, my program and the way I get people to go from having an idea to actually do something, doing something with it. Um, I wanted to make it accessible to everybody. Um, so that's, I wrote the book for, for that. So people can, you know, if you have an idea, you can pick up my book and, and it walks you through what do you do from that idea stage? What do you figure, how do you figure out like what your motivations are for doing that, doing something so you'll stick with it? Um, to, you know, at the end of the book, I have you come up with an action plan, um, that will, that will help you move your idea forward. So what would you tell someone if they were say really upset about the confirmation of Brett Kavanaugh, like, and they want, felt like they wanted to do something about it? You know, what I tell people is, you know, if you are upset about what is happening, um, uh, you know, with the Supreme Court, then, you know, think clearly. So what is it about that issue that, um, that upsets me or, or I'm really excited about, or, you know, what is it, you know, because, because you have to kind of pinpoint what it is that upsets you the most. Or I, I talk about this idea of like, what's the big emotion that you have? It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a negative emotion. It could be something that you're really passionate about. Um, and think, you know, dig a little deeper into that. So what is it? Um, you know, in, in with the Kavanaugh uh, appointment, could it be your confirmation? Could, you know, are you afraid that women's right, reproductive rights are now going to be taken away? Are you upset that, um, you know, of the whole process and the whole, the, the process of, of, of um, you know, appointments of, of Supreme Court justices? Um, so, you know, are you, are you interested in this idea of helping women who have stories to tell come out with their stories and give them a supportive environment and give them a platform to do that, right? So figure out like what it is and then start taking action to move, move that, that issue forward or move your ideas around that issue forward. I think like one of the things that I'm thinking about and I guess concerned about is like the pushback and the challenges of what happens. Cause like, we can all think of like all the negative things that are coming on. And like, you know, when, when we were starting the podcast, one of the challenges was like, what are we going to do this on? And, you know, like luckily we had people support us, but I know a lot of people don't get that support on a lot of projects. So like, how did you face your challenges and, or what were some of your challenges? How did you face them? And what do you suggest to people to face them? So one of the challenges that I had is that I was kind of, I had this idea and I was sitting, sitting with it. I was sitting on it. Um, and, and part of, part of that was because I was trying to do it in a bubble, right? Like I was this, I, I didn't know who to ask for help. I didn't know, um, who could help me. Like I'd never started a business. I've never, you know, I've started other people's programs and projects and stuff like that. But like the actual part of starting a business, I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to market it and all of that. So, you know, for me, what really helped was getting, was, was getting help, was, was joining a group of people um, that, that helped me form my idea, form my idea, gave me support in order to form my idea um, and, and move it forward. So I didn't feel 
know, I didn't feel alone. Crunch, what did that look like? So did you join like a professional's like help group or did you, do you have friends that have set up their own businesses and you talk to them about it? I'm just kind of thinking about, um, you know, someone like me who might not have those sorts of connections, like how to find that support somewhere. Yeah. So um, there are a lot of different groups. Uh, some some are free, um, the good ones you have to pay for, uh, that are, are business incubators that, you know, some are mastermind groups where you come together with a group of people that are working on similar issues or similar, you know, they're, they're building businesses or they're, they're, you know, trying to solve something in their life or they're trying to do something in their life. So how did you build up a client base? Um, like get people interested in your ideas? Yeah. So just talking about them and it's something that I tell my clients all the time because it's a, it's a great question by the way. Um, but just talking about it and going out on whatever you're, However, wherever you meet people, I mean, if it's online or if it's off- offline, talking to people about your idea and asking them some, some questions about whatever the issue it is that you're working on. So, so for me, it was really this idea of women who are at a point in their lives where they're, they're reflecting on their careers and their lives and they're thinking about so what, what's my next step, Right. Um, so I went out and interviewed for my book. I interviewed over 50 people. Um, but even before I was writing my book, I talked to people about, you know, what are you, what are, what are the problems you have when it comes to reinventing yourself? So we're talking a lot about kind of, um, people wanting to make changes. Um, what is one issue that you feel especially passionate about changing? For me, it's really about um, the potential of women and the potential of girls, the potential of women and girls. And making, you know, I'm really passionate about making sure that every woman and every girl has, has, has the potential to live a life that is, this is so I'm kind of repeating myself, but is the life that she wants to live right? Or that she envisions for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that, that comes out a lot in my work. So, you know, a lot of what I do is helping as is, is helping women who want to change their lives and want to go from working in a corporation or working in a bank or something like that, where they don't feel fulfilled and figuring out their path forward so that they do feel fulfilled. And do you think that your sort of change uh, framework would be applicable to those types of um, like non-Western women? Yeah, I think so. Because it's really about it's really about knowing knowing yourself, knowing what change you want to see and why, taking and taking action. Like I always say, like. No matter what you do, just keep moving. Like take take small steps. Don't look at at the big huge problems because you're going to get overwhelmed, right? Look at the, the the next three steps that you can take. I'm really interested in kind of um, how you picture empowering women, say in Afghanistan, like you mentioned, to make some sort of change in their communities. What sort of advice would you offer them to make a shift um, from 
sort of talking about the change that they, they want to make to actually being able to do it? Um, so I would say step one would be to look at your look at your skills. What skills do you have? Um, and step two would be, you know, what what is what is the what is the impact you want to have in the world? Or what is the impact you want to have in the community? I always tell people to start with their community. Um, and then sort of work backwards from there. So what is the impact you want to have? So what, do you, what, what has to happen in order for that impact to happen, right? So what, you know, in my book, in my book I talk about after impact comes outcomes. So what outcomes do you have to create in order to to make the impact you want to make happen, right? And then, you know, what, how do you get that, how do you, um, what activities do you put in place in order to create the outcome, right? So it's almost like working from, from the, the problem backwards um, and, and figuring it out from there. So say, you know, there's a woman in Afghanistan who wanted to start a after school, well, hey, let's use roller derby as an example. So, mm-hmm. Say, you know, say there's a woman in Afghanistan who wants to start a roller derby league in her, in, in her town, in her, in the city. Um, You know, so for her, you know, why do you want to start a roller derby league? Like a lot of people do it for the love of the game, but they also do it because it's, it's a way to empower women and girls. It's a way to, I mean, you guys know this, right? You could jump in and give me, give me some ideas, but (laughs) there's just so much, there's just so much more to, to roller derby than just the sport, right? It's about teams, Mm -hmm. it's about community, it's about women of all sizes and girls of all sizes and abilities coming together to play a game. And I'm just wondering if we could, if we could all sort of make a, like a global feminist network and kind of apply your framework to taking down the patriarchy odd is like glowing right now at the thought of taking down the patriarchy yes i can i can hear that um well i mean the first thing i would say for you if you were my client um would be you know what what does that mean to you what is what you know saying taking down the patriarchy is it's very broad so what exactly does that mean to you and what is the change that you would want to see? So I'm flirting with a couple of different ideas. One of them is putting like, um, what is it called? Quarantining all men on an island, sort of a purple menace type situation. We'll, we'll work on it later, Crunch. I have a lot of ideas. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ju- I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but I mean, we could, we could start from there. I think maybe they'll, they'll eventually all lead to those sort of, um, utopic communities. Could be, you never know. Or we can just create a village of <laughs> Amazonians. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, all joking aside, I think, um, you know, I think what, what I tell my clients is pick something that you're really that, like I was talking about that strong emotion that really either, you know, gets you really excited or makes you really angry or whatever the strong emotion is that you're feeling. And then, you know, if you, if you want to, you want to create something or you want to move towards something that you can actually do. Right. And so there is a part of, of realism that has to come into this. 
because, you know, having an island where, where all men are, are living is probably not going to happen, right? Like, so, so what is it? How do you take that passion and that anger and all the other things that you're feeling and, and put it towards something that will, will, you know, will actually create change, right? We're worried that this kind of comes off as like a white savior complex where like you have to go in, not saying you, but like as an individual, like is like, is that something that you've come across? Because I know that you've talked about with, you know, multiple different peer people across multiple different ethnicities. Um, and how is that like received? Were people open to receiving the help that your change makers are providing? Um, was there a lot of pushback? You know, first of all, it's a very, it's a great question. And it's something that I address in my book. So this idea of, you know, going into somebody else's community, I'm a big opponent to that. Like, don't, that's why I say, you know, start with your community. So start with what you know, start with the people that are around you and that you know, um, and, and then you can build out from there. Don't go, yeah, don't go into any community that you don't know because you, you can't. So one of the things that you have to do in order to start to move the needle in the right direction is understand the problem. And you can't understand a problem unless you've spent some time with that problem, right? just about where you are in your community and understanding who you're trying to help and understanding what the real problems are. So I designed my program and part of my program um, around this idea of how do you look at diversity? How do you, how do you build, a, build a program or build a business that is aimed at creating change in your community from a place of of diversity from a place of reciprocity and of understanding the program uh, the problem from from a you know from a deep intense knowledge and understanding so know your shit before you just like invade a community thank you that's awesome know your shit before you go and try to make change in the community yeah know your shit before you change shit I think I want to touch on roller derby because that's, you know, where we met you. Um, and, you know, you are, you mentioned kind of roller derby as a part of change and a way to empower women. Um, so what influenced you to join roller derby? So I actually had been going to see professional teams play. So I'd, I'd gone to see Gotham and, I'd, you know, for me, it was seeing women of all sizes and shapes playing this game and playing a really aggressive game and being just amazing at it and, and, you know, being very supportive of each other, you know, seeing, you know, it's crazy. Like there's, there, there are few sports that you see a lot of cellulite on, on the track or on the field, right? Like this is the reality, right? But in roller derby, you can be, you know, really, really skinny. You can be really, really big. I mean, you can, you can just be, who you are and if you work hard and you you practice and you get into it then then you know you're gonna have you know you're gonna have a roller derby career um and and so it's funny because I was just looking for I was just looking to go watch a watch a game watch about 
And I looked on the New Jersey roller derby website and, and saw that they were having tryouts. And I went and not tryouts, but, you know, whatever, the uh, recruitment meeting. Uh, and I went and I was like, you know, why not? I was 46 at the time. And I was just like, you know, why not try? Um, and I'm glad I did. It was definitely a, an uphill struggle starting to skate and learning how to skate at the age of 46 was, was a little bit daunting, um, but I'm glad I did it. It, it taught me a lot, and, and it's funny because I do a lot of speaking now for my, my business and, and you know, do a lot of scary things for me, and I'm always like, if I could play in a bout, a roller derby bout, you know, against some really strong players, then I can get up and do this speech because it's nothing compared to that. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And um, we're really glad that you joined too, because otherwise we would not have had the opportunity to meet you and have this conversation. Um, so Crunchy, that is the end of our questions. Is there anything else that you want to talk about um, before uh, we finish up? Well, I would say that thank you for Thank you for having me on. I'm really excited about your podcast. And, and I just want to say that I know a few months ago, we had a conversation, the three of us had a conversation about you starting this. And I'm so excited that you've, you've done it. Like you, you have done the hard work already. You've started. And often that, that's the hardest part. The other thing I would say is that anybody who, you know, is interested in learning more about my work, um, definitely get the book. It's called Next Back, Give Back. It's available both in in paperback and ebook uh, on Amazon. Um, and you can also find out more about my work on, on my website, which is kirstenbunch.com. That's a perfect outro. Thank you. <laughs> So again, really, thank you so much for doing this, Crunch. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. I can't wait to hear hear how it comes out. Yeah, it will be great. So thanks for listening to us. Um, this has been another lovely episode of Frau Pow. Um, if you would like to connect with us, we're available on Instagram um, at Frau Pal Podcast. You can also email us. We love emails, especially if they're love letters. Um, you can reach us at Podcast at gmail.com. And don't be a dick. <laughs>